Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their odd descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. Uh, I'm going to be reading today, and originally I had planned for this episode to be a robot-themed episode to correspond with the release of Transformers, which will be coming out this week or very soon anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh had difficulty finding movies with the word robot in the title that also had good descriptions. Uh, I could have done movies that were about robots, but I really wanted it to be like strong on the robot theme in the title. I mean, Transformers doesn't have a robot in the title. Robots in Disguise does. Okay, so two shows have it in the title. Anyway, so I was not able to find a lot of robot movies, but I did find one that we're going to kick things off with today, Brantley. All right. Which is Robot Ninja. This first sentence is not what I was expecting this movie to have. Okay. Leonard Miller is a frustrated artist. His publisher and agent are out to capitalize on the blooming success of Robot Ninja, the greatest costume superhero since Batman. Is it a robot wearing a ninja costume? Or is it a ninja wearing a robot outfit? Because otherwise it's not a... I don't... Why would a robot wear a costume? Like, what identity is he trying to hide? That he's a robot? What, what good would that do him, though? Is he, does he Most go back to his normal everyday life as a robot that everybody knows about? Maybe. Uh, in his maybe. alter ego? So this is a comic. Yes. Like, in universe is the comic. Correct. Depends on when the comic was made. Okay. Really, it depends on what era of comic was it was the golden age then he's just a robot who looks like a ninja because ninjas are cool okay silver age he probably has a whole life like a red tornado who was a robot but then pretended to be a human because he wouldn't know what that was like okay he had emotions claimed he didn't want to understand them but then he's just like i am now sad (laughs) (laughs) one night miller witnesses the brutal rape and murder of a young couple at the hands of ruthless thugs. He cries out for revenge! Or the police! Or that too, yes. Like, revenge implies that these people are going to come back and kill the thugs, which is a whole I spit on your grave thing, which would be great. Or just, he's calling out for... Justice. Justice, vengeance. (laughs) He wants to avenge them. Avenge and revenge are, I would say, different concepts. They're both forms of vengeance. That's fair. So we should call it for vengeance, but that's less... It has less pool... Vengeance! <laughs> Just Justice! Vengeance! Come here! It, it's, Whoever gets here first gets these people. The C makes it a weaker end to the word. Yeah. Vengeance, as opposed to revenge! Or revenge, whatever you're into. I like how this... Ex- like. He's a comic book author, but this exists within a world that functions on comic book logic. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's like Darkman. Does that have comic books in the No, movie? but it's a superhero movie. I don't know if it's based on a comic book. But the dude's just a doctor who made a synthetic skin for people who need skin grafts. Right. But it, you know, decays rapidly in sunlight, so he has to be in the dark. And in it, he was in an accident where all the nerve endings in his body were destroyed. So his body doesn't know when it's hurting itself, so he's basically super strong and can't feel pain. But he also lost all his skin, so he has to wear that as a mask. And he's Liam Neeson. And there's a bit where he's at the fair with his girlfriend, 
and the dude annoys him and he freaks out and just grabs the dude's hand and just rips it off while screaming and it is hilarious. <laughs> he screams, the guy he ripped the hand off scream and the girl screams all at the same time and just zooms in on their faces. <laughs> and then he runs off. With the help of an inventor friend, Dr. Goodnight, Miller becomes the robot ninja. Stalking the dark streets of Ridgeway, intent on spilling some blood. Here's the thing. If you have created this comic book character that's successful and people want to, you know, cash in on it, maybe not be that when you're fighting crime for real, because someone's going to suspect you. Most people will be like, that's stupid. For Why would he do that? <laughs> but then, like, his agent and people are going to be like, someone's ripping off your guy. We're going to find him. We're going to hunt this guy down for you. And he'd be like, no. Well, the it's agent, cool. I, my assumption here is the agent is kind of screwing him over. His publisher, publisher and his agent are out to capitalize on the success. Well, even then, then they're definitely going to want some guy, they're going to at least get money from the guy using the likeness. They're going to go after the vigilante. Hey, man, copyright's a thing, dude. You can't just go around I mean, they're like... they're going to be sending the police after him. Like, DC doesn't go sue people walking around dressed as Batman in Hollywood. Well, that's because they bought those costumes. This guy had this robot cos- ninja costume laying around. Dude, some cosplay guys are intense. I don't know what he needed Dr. Goodnight for. Maybe, like, he actually needed to make the ninja... I mean, he's probably not a trained ninja. <laughs> He's a comic book artist. Like, you can look into that stuff, and maybe he might be on the side. Well, I like, too, that he he sees this, you know, brutal crime. Admittedly, like, I can see where, like, okay, I'm over the edge. I want to do something. But he goes, it, it says he stalking the streets of Ridgeway intent on spilling some blood. It doesn't even say, like, gangster blood or whatever. So he's just all he's about, the like, Punisher. He's the really bad version of the Punisher. There was a comic I saw that was, like, when the Punisher was really crazy, like late nineties crazy. Yeah. And he's like mowing down some bank robbers and then some dude like runs away and drops a drink and goes, littering just fires into the crowd. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing stopping him is a remorseful good night and a frustrated local cop that's always just one step behind him. Like he feel bad feels bad for the guy. He's trying to catch him. It's like this guy, he's so lovable, but he's so dumb and bad at his job. I, I feel think bad he's over for the him. edge at this point. I don't think he feels bad for anything. He's like, crime! So he's really, he is really bad, the Punisher. Essentially, yes. Slash and the, Batman. The good night's like, oh boy. Dude, you need to chill. I am Robo Ninja. <laughs> no, you're not. You draw, does he still do the comic? Is it now based on his own adventures? And people complain about it getting really dark and edgy in the middle of it? <laughs> Like, it was fine. It was just goofy fun with a robot dressed like a ninja. Now he's murdering people. Don't you know what ninjas do? They're assassins. Robot ninja slashes, stabs, guts, pokes, and jabs his way through body after body. Sorry, I got pokes and I picture three students like, boink, <laughs> right in the eyes. But he's stabbing and gutting people. No, yeah, too. he's doing horrible things and he's like, boink. And also your intestines are out. <laughs> Until his final confrontation with head baddie, Sanchez. You'll never see comic books the same way again. I kind of will. Why not? Like, why would I not see comic... What are the, there's not even a movie about comic books. He just happens to be a comic book artist. It wasn't a movie, but there's an episode of Tales from the Crypt, which was based on a comic book series, where it's... The comic book series exists in-universe, and it's about one of the artists. Uh-huh. But what he draws starts coming to life in the real world and killing people horribly. And it's that, and it was awesome. 
Next up we have Monster of Terror. No, you're not digging that title? No. See, it's a monster, Brantley. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's monster, but it's a monster of terror. So you could say it's both monstrous and terrifying. It's not a scary... Like, it's not a monster that is terrifying. Like, it's a... It, it, but it, it, is, it represents terror. In the Senate. So it's Batman. <laughs> yeah. The other... There's an alternate <laughs> title. The original title of this is much better. Die, monster, die! That's more fun. Yeah. Is there exclamation points? Uh, just at the end. The American Stephen Reinhardt arrives by train in Arkham, a small town in the countryside of England. So close, guys. It might be. It's in New England. Arkham's always in New England. There might be a town in England called Arkham. This is a this is a hundred percent Cthulhu stuff, though. Okay, I'm gonna spoiler the 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 later part of it. I don't know why they felt like. Okay, we're going to adapt. Like, not, not, I don't think it's an actual adaptation, but obviously they're trying to do Lovecraftian. All right, they have Arkham. Mm-hmm. They're going to have monsters later on. Like, maybe they read New England and they're like, that's the same thing, right? England, New England. Must be the same place. I, I've met Americans about that, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I thought that at some point in my life, like when I was six. They were older than that. They were in high school. I went to a dumb school. He tries to travel to the real estate of a man called Whitley by taxi or bicycle. But the locals are frightened by the name and refuse to help him. Why are those his only options? Taxi or bicycle? Also, why can't he... Like, did the taxi refuse? And he's like, my only other option is to ride on a bike. (laughs) Well, okay, so what what other options does he have? I mean, he's probably not going to rent a helicopter. He could have his own car. He's tra- he's from America. He's traveling to England, so he's not going to bring his own car. He could rent a horse, I guess. And he could rent a car. That's still the same thing. He has to get it from a local, though. And they're going to be like, yeah, where are y'all going with this? And he's like, or or they heard from the taxi guy, because it's a small town, probably. Yeah. If it's if we're talking about the Arkham that's based on H.P. Lovecraft, all these people know each other. And the taxi driver, as soon as he was like, I want to go to this Whitley's place, he's like, uh, no. And he got on the horn with all the, like, other depraved people in the town who are keeping the terrible secret. I'm like, all right, guys, American, act weird towards him and don't take him to the Whitley estate. Don't rent him any cars. Don't rent him any bikes. Do not sell him a bike. Don't let him steal your bike. Don't let him go there. He could walk. Maybe it's far away. Steven has to walk to the property. And Boom! <laughs> And is badly received by Nahum Whitley. That's a great name, by the way. Great Nahum? Lovecraftian name. Or Nahum? Yeah, Nahum Whitley. It's a Bible name, but it's like one of those that's not very used very yeah. often. Who is on a wheelchair. Stephen informs that he has been invited by his fiancée, Susan Whitley, who welcomes him when she sees Stephen. What? Wait. So he's going to this town. He's engaged to this chick. Whose dad is not happy that he's here. Does he know? Yeah, I don't know how she... It's not like he just showed him, like, I don't want any, go away. I'm marrying your daughter. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Where are you from and how do you know my daughter? Which, Which is a question like, oh, I have also. my dear. He goes, uh, seriously, uh, child, what, what? <laughs> Explain the American. How did he meet her? Like, are they pen pals? Maybe she was on vacation. Well, it's a small town. They seem very xenophobic, so I don't know. The young man is summoned by Susan's mother, Letitia Whitley, who is very ill, to have a private conversation with her. And she asks Stephen to leave the real estate as soon as possible with Susan. 
did she set it up? Well, maybe, but there, you have a great sense of foreboding building up where... I'm too distracted by the mechanics of their, you know, engagement. It's I, kind of a big thing for him to be there. Maybe she went to school, like in America or something? I guess, or maybe Although, they both went to school in, you know, England? But okay, so she so she's been off. Like I think it's pretty common to have this like the young person grown up and not know all the dark, terrible secrets, and maybe they get out for a bit and they come back. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm envisioning happening. Like the here. Buddha, the Buddha. Yeah, the original guy named Buddha. He when he was uh, young, his father, the king, was told that if he experienced hardship, he would be a great spiritual leader. If he did not, he would be a great king. And his dad was like, "Well, he's going to be a king," so he didn't let him leave and just told him the world was nice and happy. And when he finally, he's like, "I've never been outside the." castle how am i supposed to be a good king it's like okay so he paid his guards to hide everybody who was like poor or everything around the town he's going around he sees an old man he goes what's that he goes that's an old man people get old he goes who are they those are those are those are lepers they they're sick people get sick what's that that's a dead body we're gonna die and then he's like screw this i want to go went to go be a monk and then he's like life is suffering yeah everything else is a lie and then he left that and he goes those monks are dumb they don't eat enough then he went and sat, and he's like, you know what? There's a middle ground that we can just be chill with. Don't starve yourself, but don't go be a fat guy. Then he went and be a fat guy. No, no, he didn't. In the in the icon. Well, that's a different character. That's a god that is a Buddha, but not the Buddha. But people are just like, ah, it's Buddha. Rub his belly and make luck. Back to Lovecraft. <laughs> Further, he learns that the maid, Helga, has disappeared, and the butler, Merwin, is also very ill. Excellent names. I love all these names. They feel of a piece with this. I, I mean, are we supposed to be shocked that he's sick? He's taking care of a sick lady. I mean, I don't know about shocked, but maybe it's more than just... Well, it's truly like a revelation, like, and the butler is sick. <laughs> cool? Well, with all the other stuff that's piling on, I think it's co- sort of creepy. I think you're just profiling these poor townspeople. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Stephen notes that there are weird things happening in the house, with a woman in black wandering the garden. See, that and is noteworthy. during the night. That is also noteworthy. Well, maybe the sick people are just not feeling well. I mean, yes. <laughs> what would be really creepy was if it was screaming children. Then you leave. <laughs> if you're in a place where there shouldn't be kids, and you know there's not kids, and you hear any kind of kid voice, you leave. I don't know why... He's not gone now. I guess, I mean, probably because... He's really into this chick that we don't know if he's met before. Well, also, she's probably like, well, listen, my mom's kind of crazy. Like, she's sick. She's just sick and the butler's sick. He can't really calm her down. And my dad, he's kind of a jerk. But, you know, he's my dad. Yeah, and she probably... So, because the butler's sick, the maid has disappeared and her mom's sick, she probably feels like she really needs to help take care of the household. So, she's like, I can't go. We're hearing nothing about her and she's the most compelling character so far. (laughs) Well, it, Steven's just sort of, like, wandering into weirdness. <laughs> I mean, it's not his fault. This, this could easily be a comedy or a horror movie. <laughs> He's always like, England is weird, guys. And they're rude, and there's one guy in a wheelchair, and he's kind of a jerk, and his daughter didn't tell him anything about me. He snoops around and finds... That's just rude if you're a guest. ...that Nahum is using the radiation of a meteorite in the greenhouse to turn the wasteland into a place of beauty... With giant plants. And this is a bad Actually, I'm also thing? on board with you there. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I want this. I mean, are they food stuff? Because then the, make sure they're not 
going to contaminate people, but if so, you get giant food stuff. You're solving the hunger crisis. I didn't realize that this was supposed to be, like, just some kind of run-down, creepy place. This guy's like, this place is terrible. I've got this meteorite that turns plants super cool. They call it a wasteland, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm saying, but before that, I didn't hear wasteland earlier. No, I didn't mention it, but then it's like, turn in the wasteland. Maybe that's why they didn't mention it's like, and this is a part where it hasn't got to yet, and it's just dead ground. Which is maybe why everybody's freaked out about it. They think, there's a curse. Yeah. But really, it's just been a not good crop rotation, so it's just dead land, and he's just like, radiation is fixing it. Don't eat it the first couple generations of the plant life, but other than that, you're good. However, the side effect of the radiation has killed Merwin and affected the health and turned Helga and Letitia into monsters. Now Nahum wants to destroy the stone with tragic consequences. Well, I mean, yeah, he can't solve the hunger crisis anymore. Yeah. Also, I'm thinking that, like, maybe even though it's killing them, it might be, like, the only thing that's keeping his wife. It transformed them, but it's, like, what they need to stay alive. Yeah. Maybe they go completely crazy or something. I'm wondering what the monster is, because both titles, both Monster of Terror and Die, Monster, Die, like, have not been mentioned here. I mean, I'm guessing the meteorite. That's not a, that's not a monster. Are you saying it comes out of the meteorite? I mean, if it's like sentient, he goes to if destroy it, it and there's something inside? Uh, I was thinking more it's like it's sentient and causing them to be crazy and monsters, but yeah, sure, why not? That's more fun. Okay. I'm also like... Not entirely sure if it's Lovecraft, but then this... No, well, Lovecraft had a lot of like twisted up weird inbred people that live yeah. under the earth or whatever. So I'm envisioning that type of story here. And there's a lot of Lovecraft, well, I think The Color Out of Space is about a, a stone that falls and does weird things to a, fl- a farmstead. So they're pulling from a lot of There's a uh, influences there. There's a movie that's, it's a collection of short horror movies, and one of them has Stephen King, and it's a really loose adaptation of that, where just the, he's a farmer, and he's just like being this real hillbilly farmer, and he just like crashes onto his uh, property, and he goes, a meteor! There's a meteor! He goes and gets it and he touches it and then he like he goes back inside and comes out and there's like green stuff growing out of it and he goes meteor crap. Then it starts growing on and he goes meteor. It's great. Wait, so Stephen King is acting? It's in this? Stephen King and he's just like acting like his hillbilly. He just really emphasizes the word meteor and it's great. Stephen King's not good when he's not writing. Oh, he's hilarious when he's not writing. <laughs> well, that's true. I'm I'm looking this up now. Because I want to. Uh, I mean, well, you've seen this. Yeah, it's um. It's another based on the comic book thing. It's not Tales from the Crib, but it's something related. Uh, Creep Show? That one, yes. Are you looking at pictures? I'm looking. It's on YouTube. It's great. Or it's just the like a 10 second clip of what you just described. Yeah, no, it's great. You're just yelling stuff out about meteors. <laughs> it's hilarious. Well, I, we're only going to do two this week, apparently. Cool. We're on for a good amount of time here. I wanted to do a little bit of a shorter one. They've been creeping up in time recently. And I don't necessarily need that to happen for okay. everyone. Uh, so we'll cut it off there. Thanks, everybody, for listening. If you like the episode, uh, click that subscribe button if you haven't done that already. Tell a friend. It's good good to have word of mouth. And we'll see you guys next week with another episode of Too Weird Didn't Watch. Bye, guys. Bye. Hey, guys. Albert here butting in at the end of the episode to remind you that you can support us over at patreon.com slash watch. Uh, If you become a patron, you'll get access to our monthly special exclusive patrons only episode. And there's some other really cool stuff over there at various levels. Once again, that is patreon.com slash too weird didn't watch. Thanks, guys.
I, I get a double meat sandwich, large tots, large drink, and sometimes an ice cream. Okay. It's a bad call because I don't do great on lactose, but it's tasty. Take that, my biology. 